0: We're going down podcasting, a Fall Out Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin and joining me until we die is Joe.
1: Hello, my name is Joe. Man, I wish I ever fucking had anything to say at this point. Um, <laughs> damn, this time it might actually be useful for me to say the title because I want I don't know how much of it I'm going to put uh in the actual episode title and two there's no way you can see all of it in your podcast app but this week we're going to talk about get busy living or get busy dying and then in parentheses do your part to save the scene and stop going to shows i'm assuming that's a subtle dig that the scene should die because you shouldn't do that please go to your local shows. yeah and support i don't your really get that <laughs> this is like this is like peak Dumb petty fallout boy Because
0: we're back to cork tree We out here under that cork tree
1: The most underrepresented album In my personal knowledge of the band I didn't really know this song Until I rolled it But god fucking damn do I like it You don't No Bummer This is going to be one of those episodes
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Buckle up friends
1: (laughs) Buckle up everyone at home
0: and Joe, probably as well.
1: Yeah. Where do we start?
0: At the beginning, I guess. <laughs> i sorry, this song just makes me tired. Why? I. Because musically, it. it feels like just, it just chugs for me. Like, there's no part of this where I'm like, yes, here is the bop. There's a couple parts where they try. get there and it just it doesn't feel like it gets all the way there for me
1: Mm -hmm. there's Um, a lot of space in the mix it's very it's very it feels very about the like patrick's timbre and the way he's delivering
0: lines yeah which i also don't like because it just feels like you can just feel that it's older fallout boy in like the worst sense yeah,
1: Corktree has a very specific sort of place, I think, in yeah. their discography. One that you know, I've, I've said before like has connected with me less than every other pre- hiatus record. this song being probably the first non-single to to really reach out with me, maybe and, even, and that's not even just because I've spent time with it for the show because uh, I rolled it, I don't know a couple days ago uh, for for recording this episode, and it's been in my head since um, it's just. I just like it, yeah. Um, but it, yes, like, it it is very different. I would say for sure.
0: Well, and it too, like if like we've talked before about how Quirk Tree is kind of where they started to like so show a little bit more polish, but mm-hmm. this song does not feel that way to me. Um, this song distinctly still kind of feels kind of rough. It's
1: definitely an experimentation that uh is not where they continued putting their efforts after this record,
0: which I am glad because I don't like it. Um. Mm -hmm. but it's just yeah it's just like i don't know it's like i think the main reason aside from like i i genuinely just don't like the music like it's just not it doesn't work for me um and that's just a taste thing i think honestly
1: yeah the guitar tone is probably also considerably different than what they usually use as well
0: yeah I, i think i think the thing that really like is making me tired like I'm already just like a tired person generally but like this song is exhausting to me because as I wrote in my notes right after I first listened to it again cuz I did listen to a ton of cork tree especially like when I bought it in college like I listened to it a lot but when I listened to it I was like I remembered liking this song and then I listened to it now and I'm like I'm just so fucking tired and I think that's because <laughs> it's like it's a kind of like angst and anger and like just like vibe this reminds me yeah it, it reminds it, you it, of it,
1: early panic
0: yeah, and it's just something that I don't like vibe with anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, I under, I don't even think like it's bad or unwarranted. It's just like something that like for me does not work anymore.
1: Yeah, it's like they they bring in the chug sound for the chorus, but that's kind of the only time it's there. And then mm-hmm. they 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 kind of switch between guitar tones, which I mean does it for me, but I could understand it feeling um rougher for sure.
0: Yeah, well and even just like like the 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 lyrics and like the tone and like the the spoken word yelling.
1: Uh-huh. I love that shit. It
0: just does not it it's 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 something that I used to like. It's something that like I'm just I have moved past it. Sure. I think I'm moving into it. I'm moving back into this
1: this apartment, actually. This is where I belong.
0: Oh, I have I have left his apartment to go hopefully move <laughs> into a
1: house. I am I I will sleep on trash until I die. That's not true, but I do I do quite enjoy the song and, and the stuff that it plays with. Uh, Patrick's vocal delivering is not really typical for any other uh, piece after it that I can think of.
0: Yeah, I can't really think of anything else that sounds like this in that in that regard either.
1: mm Hmm we'll eventually get to Pete Wentz's vocals as well cuz he is here. Um but let's talk about some let's talk about some lyrics. How do you feel about the lyrical content of this track? Cuz I have like a reading of it um that is you know I was going to say potentially generous uh <sighs> to 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 Pete, but um I'm curious I'm curious where you're at. <sighs> as as already kind of having your I, I already know you don't like it. But um Well that's I, I think
0: that's part of I think too my exhaustion is like like I in theory like Patrick's delivery, but the pacing of it also contributes to me feeling tired because I'm kinda of like, Could you just mm-hmm. say it please? Yeah. But like I don't there's nothing here that really makes me like upset. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> we were talking before we started recording about the if you are the shores i am the waves begging for big moons which we were both like this sounds like big moods which yeah it is does funny. the way
1: he the way he drags out the the that those middle letters does sound like moods
0: that's also like that's also just kind of a weird funny line like i'm the waves begging for not one big moon but many Multiple
1: Um, moons, many moons. I like it, (laughs)
0: it's funny. I think it's kind of funny. Um, I do like the next lyric, which is I'm mailing letters to addresses in a ghost town. Um, Mm -hmm. like I'm into that, but then like the your secret's out. Like I know it's just kind of like this whole song is just kind of like a big shrug emoticon for me. That's fair. Um, maybe if I tell
1: you my reading of it It'll just make you more angry Please we'll, then, Please we'll make me feel
0: something about. other than tired
1: <laughs> Oh I'll do my best um, So uh, my reading of this song It kind of feels like um, Oh where should I be oh, Where can I specifically pull a reference from The chorus has, the, has these lyrics I know this hurts but it was meant to Yada 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 And then into verse two that all all us boys are just screaming into microphones for attention uh because we're just so bored much like my co-host over here um and then (laughs) we never knew that you would pick it apart i'm i'm falling uh i'm falling apart to songs about hips and hearts That's super vague and non and nondescript. Shocker. Uh, but um, it it hit me that it, it sounds like it, it feels like a direct response to an event. Um, despite the the vagueness, like the, yeah, the repetition of your secrets out, it's not even a good one. The, the annotation says um, it's a play on the phrase "mind over matter" because the lyric is yeah, uh, it's it's mind over you don't matter. Uh, just because Which... the, the way he delivers it kind of makes it sound like it makes sense but
0: yeah well and see that part makes like i was just reading that lyric and i was like ugh, that's like i i once again was hit with tired because i was like this is just like such old fallout boy like trying to be cute in a fucked up pop punk way and i just don't have the patience for it
1: sometimes it lands really well and sometimes it doesn't
0: this is the one this did not land for me but then two um yeah no it definitely feels like i was gonna bring that up um it definitely feels like it is about something very specific that, like, mm-hmm. I don't have a context for. Like, I think you saying yeah. an event specifically is right. Um, That's also kind of how I felt. And I was like, I don't know what event this would be.
1: Yeah. So, so, so my reading of it, which is, you know, obviously just me trying to find fucking something to say about this song. It, it's kind of writing on at that verse two, again, the, the screaming into microphones for attention because we're bored. We never knew that you'd pick it apart, which made me think, is this like, they made the first record. A lot of that record is about uh, Pete's relationship troubles. And he he uses that record to vent about many things that he, you know, lived through. And this kind of feels like, you know, that record blew up. They got popular. Whoever, something that he wrote about someone, that person got mad. And this is him being like, whoops and then i have to wonder is that something to be critical of because the chorus repeats i know this hurts it was meant to and it's like sure if he was writing about you know feeling hurt or laughter regardless of the validity validity of that feeling you know i don't i don't know pete's life or um the breakups that he went through but if he wrote like An aggressive breakup song, and that person was like, Hey man, what the fuck? This is like the most popular song in America now. And he's like, Fuck, man, I was a band in Chicago. I didn't know we'd be here. I didn't know you would pick it apart. Um, I'm just falling apart to to songs about hips and hearts, he says. Um, so that's that's where I came at it from.
0: I think that makes sense. I mean, like, obviously it's hard to know for sure, but I think that's like a very, a very valid reading, which is fine. I still just am like, eh. About it, mm-hmm. like not your reading, but just the song. But it is. I did think it was just because after our conversation from like, like it'll be two weeks ago, where we were talking about like Pete being a bitch and about um <laughs> his his art being picked apart. I thought yeah, it was. I interesting. figured
1: that would make you mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I, well, I got it, and I was like, man, so this isn't even a new thing. You've just always been fucking like this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I saw a really good tweet. It was a thread, but I remember the first tweet being like that's like not as fair of a reading. I don't think that applies to Fall Out Boy because obviously like their platform is is very very large, but like the the releasing of art is no longer an event the way a lot of um you know the way it it kind of was before because, you know, releasing stuff online is kind of as frequent as going outside at all and that's true but i i think and i i just been thinking about it a lot i'm kind of thinking out loud but like circ- like very quickly that circles back around to well it's fall out boy yeah uh, their their platform is very big but i think it's interesting to to think about that in comparison to them not knowing the success that was going to come like they just made s- some some angsty punk songs and then kind of skyrocketed to being the most popular pop punk band ever yeah and and the song f- feels like it's about that but through like a very specific lens of a relationship
0: it definitely seems like there was like an inciting incident that was like more Mm -hmm. personal than like than like you know their usual like ah we have ascended kind of thing you know (laughs) i wish i knew what the fuck
1: you were talking about I don't.
0: You know, like, they're always, whenever they talk about, or, like, whenever Pete talks about fame, it always seems like there's this moment of, like, him being like, yes, we are, now we are here, we have ascended to this platform, and now we have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, like, this kind of feels like, like what you were talking about your your reading of, it's like, yeah, I, like, I I meant to be hurtful and shitty, but also, like, <laughs> tugs on collar, like, fucking yikes, we yeah. didn't realize what this was gonna be.
1: Yeah, like it, it, like the the repetition of it was meant to. It's it it it, it almost feels weird because I'm like, should I be critical of the way it feels like it's doubling down? Is that just
0: a matter of? Yeah, I was about to say context. It's, it's interesting. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm not condoning it, but it is. I interesting, and I think the first time that I can think of really where I've seen someone like just kind of be like, yeah, I was trying to be hurtful. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing this very much on purpose, and I'm not going to defend myself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, interesting in its own right for sure.
0: Yeah, like I don't really know what to do with that. It's just like mm-hmm. w- weird and interesting.
1: Yeah, um, which it's I, I'm I'm kind of interested in talking about this as a concept before really getting into those songs on "Take This to Your Grave." Yeah, because I think it might provide sort of an interesting uh lens it probably will probably still be super critical of it but nonetheless it's yeah it's very bizarre to like dig into like cork tree as a very specific moment of like oh fuck now we're here i guess
0: (laughs) yeah it's wild and like i don't know i don't know
1: their uh their sophomore slump which obviously I, i think a lot of people like cork tree the most um, I don't really think of it as a slump, but
0: which to all of you, I would like to ask the question: Why? Not even in a mean way, just <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> why? Like, what is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've talked before about like how I've connected with it the least of them all, but um, including in this episode, it's. I definitely don't think it's bad. It's just. It's like,
0: not bad. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, it, it experiments in ways that don't land, and like we obviously know that people responded to it in less than favorable ways, and that's. How we get, like, you know, the takeover, the breaks over. We get, like, that... Res- like, it's... They're always kind of responding to a moment,
0: Yeah, which is, they're always it, a little bit it's, reactive.
1: It's, it's, it's interesting to see, but also tiring. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm most interested... I, that's not true. I was going to say I'm most interested in what they do when they're not doing that. And that's probably true of some songs. That's also most true of, like, their most recent two records.
0: Yeah, I feel like as much as I've, like, shit on the new stuff, the new stuff is the stuff that feels the most like they're just making music without having to think about, like, reacting to something. Yeah. um, Which is interesting in, because I don't know that I like reactive Fall Out Boy, but I guess I also don't like not reactive Fall Out Boy, so I don't really know. Yeah, they're kind of just,
1: at least, you know, based on our discussions we've had on the show, and uh, just kind of across the board hit or miss. Yeah, and sometimes their reactions are 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 really interesting. Like, uh, we just talked about how much we liked, uh, what twenty seven was conveying, but also we thought America's Sweethearts, um, was a flavorless slog. Uh huh. And you know, centuries says fucking nothing. Um, we liked Miss missing you. It's it's and it's uh, just kind of like
0: what was that other one from the purple record?
1: Uh oh yeah, we did like uh, last of the real ones. Yeah. Yeah
0: questionable up that one mm-hmm. um, yeah i think i guess my ideal fallout boy is fallout boy that like is still experimental but is not reactive mm-hmm. because i feel like when they're trying to be on the ropes in regards to a situation and experimental at the same time that's when the experiments to me usually seem to fail because i don't mm. think they're as focused on the experimental part as they are as like like trying to react
1: yeah, I wonder if, like, if they just were in, like, I don't know what the industry really looked like for them, you know, in the mid to late 2000s, but I wonder how much of it was, you know, label related. Like, now, I'm like, I'm sure their relationship with their label now, it's still, like, a business one, but also it's fucking follow Boy. They sell out arenas, and they can, you know, kind of do whatever they want.
0: Yeah, they're trying like right now, apparently. They were trying to sell me tickets on YouTube earlier. <laughs> they and came I was like, YouTube, I don't live like, in Ohio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, um, buff. I, they, they came to my city recently and I was like, ooh, I'm not paying that much money for. Band, them, them to, although I did learn that they later They did open with "Uh, Lo- uh Order of Water Buffalo So I was like maybe "Yeah, I would have enjoyed a like, couple songs That's like
0: the one thing about Fall Out Boy Touring Now is they actually do still play Like a decent number of their older stuff Which is good but
1: Yeah well I, they're like probably I was going to say contractually obligated And that's probably not true It's probably more of a assumed contract With their fan base that they have to play Like Saturday and Grand Theft Autumn Which is interesting because i can't think of many other bands that have toured for you know nearly 20 years still play shit off their first fucking record
0: i literally think it's them and panic which is funny because panic is just brendan uri now and he still does that shit
1: well if he didn't play you know uh i write sins who the fuck would go to the shows
0: i mean me still but (laughs) it probably just be me in in an arena
1: (laughs) there are plenty of people who really really enjoy modern panic and i don't get it but um i respect you from a distance he said manifest destiny in a lyric once and that's pretty fucked up anyways
0: yeah yeah that's not good but
1: but it, it bops he, to some people
0: the new the new panic is 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 boppy and i think it's because it's just more pop than trying to be anything else
1: totally yeah and he's fucking having fun with it so yeah and you know people who listen to it are having fun, and. Barring that thing that I just said, that makes me really upset, and a couple other things I have uh, concerns about. The fun is good, anyways. It's it's not common that bands bands do that. Um, but uh, I guess that's cool. They also (laughs) can play as long as they want it at venues too. Like like they're they're kind of that scale of a band to just kind of be like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. I mean,
0: you know, they're making that venue like so much money.
1: Oh yeah, we don't talk enough probably about. (laughs) the fucking um (laughs) ethics of the of being that large scale of a band or how capitalism interacts with the music industry but also i I mean
0: it ain't good no
1: no um but i also don't don't know i mean i'm probably not educated
0: enough to get into like the deets of that but like Mm -hmm. it's bad
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but um go to your local shows and, and support your scene that's yeah do that um i I say and buy
0: music from people who are small who you like
1: yeah like uh, like because they don't get very
0: much money from spotify
1: no spotify gives people like no fucking money they get Um, like
0: cents for every stream mm -hmm. i
1: you know i know that plenty of people aren't in cities with strong music scenes i don't know if my friend jory actually listens to this show but uh i'm south jory, Dakota ain't if you're got listening shit.
0: let us know
1: south tweet a hashtag f o b cast South Dakota ain't got shit.
0: <laughs> we need that exact quote or we won't uh-huh. know it's you
1: even if you're not jory tweet that <laughs> that'll be confusing for jory, but it's fine is what the fuck I, it's all right so we've 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 had our tangent. I'm sure everyone at home is thinking now talk about Pete Went screaming
0: you do it. <laughs>
1: Well, no, because I like it a
0: lot. That's why you should start, because I'm just like, eh.
1: Yeah, I fucking didn't even know this was here until I listened to the song for the show. Uh, to be completely honest. Uh, and so I
0: honestly, before you start, I actually do like the inversion of me having heard the song and like being pretty familiar with it, and you being new to it and being like, oh man.
1: Oh yeah, I I'm so fucking unfamiliar with this record. I need to get familiar. Clinton Spark's voice. Get familiar. Um but uh <laughs> I don't know, kinda late in the song or whatever, uh halfway through maybe, this this bridge starts where Patrick will sing a line and then Pete will sing a line and then it changes. Oh, this, off to her-
0: this part is also where it gets like quesh just right off the bat.
1: Oh yeah, I used to obsess over living, now I only obsess over you. Uh tell me you'd like boys like me better in the dark lying on top of you. And then it gets into repeating uh, the, the earlier lyric. This has been said so many times that I'm not sure if it matters, but every word trades off between Pete and Patrick in different um, like sides of the mix. So like mm-hmm. left ear uh, uh, Pete and then right ear Patrick, or actually I think I have that backwards. Um, but then they both say matters at the same time. I am a sucker for that shit
0: i they do it in like the matters matters
1: um my pete went screaming is kind of similar to my impression of axel kingdom hearts
0: they are very similar yes i wasn't gonna bring it up but well
1: are they just are the two people similar
0: kind of
1: has pete ever said get it memorized (sighs) or got it memorized in a song i
0: I couldn't tell you i'm sure i would believe it I I if you told me that I'd be like yeah that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Patrick sings those those lines again by himself, sings the chorus again, and then uh, Pete Wentz uh, does have a spoken word outro that I'm a huge fan of, and I'm sure you're not.
0: <laughs>
1: it's it's I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it because it's like super good. Like like the the words that he's saying are kind of whatever. Like they're they're you know, it B just, minus Pete Wentz lyricism, but uh, he delivers it so com- like he's so committed to this. I uh, am. He's very session. committed to
0: the bit. I think actually, though, this this spoken word part I think actually does truly speak to my exhaustion because it is like very like C plus, maybe B minus Pete Wentz lyricism, but it's in that like we're still trying to be punk. Kind of way. And that's how this whole song feels. And I'm like, I think I'm tired because like I like this album is kind of where they start to like move experiment with moving away from that like sound, even though like they were never like punk punk, but you know, like they had that kind of vibe and Take mm-hmm. This to Your Grave was, like, more like that. And this is the album where they they can't seem to decide what direction they're going in. And I feel like this song, out of all of them, is trying to simultaneously be something different, but still hang on to being that, and because of it, it just doesn't do either very well. And I'm just like, I'm bored and tired of this.
1: Well, you know, Caitlin, he said, why well, put a new address on the same old loneliness. Oh, my God. When breathing just passes the time, until we all just get old and die. Now talking's just a waste of breath, and living's just a waste of death. I fucking love that shit. Uh,
0: I mean, <laughs> I say this with so much love, Joe, but of a a fucking course you do. <laughs> yeah, Talking about
1: getting out, but not forgetting about how all my worst fears are letting out. He said, "Why well, put a new address on the same old loneliness?" When breathing just passes the time until we all just get old and die. Now talking's just a waste of breath and living's just a waste of death. And why put a new address on the same old loneliness? And this is you and me and me and you until we've got nothing left. I, uh, I, I have said many times before that I like things that are not sonically pleasant. And I also have said that I like things that are bad and that's <laughs> fine.
0: Well, it's also just like, too, like you, you have between the two of us, I feel like you very much have a soft spot for that older, like, kind of angsty bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, like, and I, I mean,
1: I, I love, like, actual punk. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I talked about grad life, I, I've before on the show, I think more than once, and like that yelling vocal delivery is fucking rad. I want grad life to come to Bloodfast, I want to fucking smash up that pit to songs about being an abuse survivor. That's what I'm here for. But, does pete does can can pete sell it is the question
0: the answer is no
1: i i enjoy it is is like the most honest way to to discuss it there's another song there's a song on fall you do where pete has a similar sort of uh spoken word outro and and i better i
0: prefer this one (laughs) Uh, and that's the show We're never
1: recording again. We're so diametrically opposed. Um, No,
0: I just feel like that's, like, this (laughs) is the, the, that's just how you know. Like, that's just, like, us summed up in one moment. Like, if you, I feel like if you had to ask, like, if someone was, like, give me, like, Give me like the core (laughs) of this program. It would be like just us making stupid jokes and then just that moment.
1: I um yeah, I'm actually kind of interested to go back and listen to it because it's been a while since I've listened to Fall You Do front to back. Um, but like the fact that I actually kind of like got into to this delivery from Pete, I wonder if I just think that everyone's out of place on Fall You
0: Do. Or I will say, I will it, like, caveat why. that I don't, I would need to re-listen to it, and I'm not saying that the other one is good. I just think it's better than this.
1: You, do you Yeah, fonder memories, maybe.
0: Which I think is, I I do genuinely just think of the taste thing, really. Oh, totally. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> like, this isn't even, like, me putting on my critic hat. I'm just like, man, I'm just, like, not into this.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, you're valid. I yeah. respect you. Yeah. <laughs> you are like eh, whatever Who gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> uh i need to explain i i told you i would explain my pairing uh cuz i told oh, you oh yeah make please any do
0: sense. i'm intrigued
1: um dipping back into the wonder years this week uh i told myself that i don't want to double dip on artists super often but i kind of think going going for me going back to the wonder years the upsides is like a palate cleanser From now on,
0: every pairing is the Wonder Years. Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't really get super into this as a concept discussing this song, but I was really interested in the idea of Pete talking about like, oh, I wrote this song because it was a specific moment in my life and it just happened to kind of blow up. um, And now I'm having to deal with that interpersonal thing and then writing a song about that moment. And I just think a lot about how the context of songs change and the fact that they get released anyway and then bands end up getting popular is just like just a weird thing like i i can't imagine being in that position Mm -hmm. so i'm pairing it with the song hey thanks by the wonder years off of the album the upsides which uh is a song that dan uh never really thought was going to end up on the record or released it was just he was gifted a ukulele and kind of Played this song for you know his girlfriend at the time around their apartment, and before that record came out, they stopped being together. Um, and it's still ending up on the record as this like finished song that is just like extremely honest and genuine. It's just really interesting to me, and it's a really good song. It's good. That's all I got to say about it. But um, <laughs> uh, the Wonder Years, the Upsides record is is I usually say like oh yeah that's probably the best pop punk record um i don't I, I go back and forth on what my favorite wonder years record is but as far as like you asked me like what kind of like what's your favorite flavor of pop punk i would just point at the upsides
0: i should listen to the wonder years
1: they're good i <laughs> my i just got a you know our mutual friend chris into them and he's like, damn, they just been out here being good forever.
0: That's me. That's like, I've been doing that in the background for forever. Cause like literally all my friends mm-hmm. who like pop punk are like, the Wonder Years are good. And they're the only like not shitheads. And I'm like, man, I should listen to this. I know I should listen to this.
1: I think there's plenty of not shitheads, uh, but it's, God, is, is it harder to find them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's just like, as far as like the bigger like pop punk bands like and so far yeah. nothing has come out about them being awful mm-hmm. um or being problematic faves so yeah, no. the, the i've been meaning roll. to listen to them i'm gonna i'm gonna do it at some point one,
1: one of the first lyrics on the upsides is dan screaming about how much he hates home how much homophobic people are in his college <laughs> um and it's like cool uh the upsides lyrically is is uh kind of bizarre to go back to because Dan was straight edge at the time and like that's not really an element of their lyrics anymore. He also yeah. used to write a lot of critical stuff about uh, organized religion, which I both super love and I'm also completely fine with him not doing anymore. <laughs> but yeah, those those are my pre- prefaces <laughs> for 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 early Wonder Years. Um good band. I'm excited to see them at Bloodfest.
0: Joe, how many times do you think you've said Bloodfest during this episode?
1: I think just twice. Um I've definitely said it a lot outside of this episode <laughs> i said it once in the last episode but i'll probably end up cutting it out because it was irrelevant <laughs> i just like read my phone during the plugs and was like oh, okay um anyways that's the show uh caitlin where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to follow your other projects.
0: You can find me at cgn8rs on twitter.com and from there you can look at my pin tweet and be like, oh cool, here's a thing that I'll check out.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dealer's <laughs> you <find> choice, me- <laughs> you know? <laughs> you
1: can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. My pin tweet is a link to the podcast network that I made that this show is also on. And you can yeah, yeah, yeah. uh Check out other shows there that I I recommend you do that. All my shows are there. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Kingdom Hearts or, or um, ignore my friend talking to me about Bionicle uh, or uh, play in Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play. There's You know, talk about being non-binary. Dealer's choice, as Caitlin says. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also stuff Just on there. Just spin the wheel. See what you wheel. get. Yeah. There's also stuff on there that's not me. But yeah, go to Orangegroves.com to, to read more about the network, find shows, and um, support the network. Uh, you can also find a link to our Spotify pairing playlist, all well, the songs that I've paired with Fallout Boys Boy songs, uh, in the description. I also think if you just search FOB cast one word, on Spotify, you might find the playlist because it is public. i never tested it. <laughs> I've never told anybody <laughs> to try it, but hypothetically, it should work. Um, but it's also in the description and uh, show notes as well. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag FOBCast as well. Hopefully it's just a wall of people saying South Dakota ain't got shit. But <laughs> um, by the point that you look. But, uh, Caitlin.
0: Yes, Joe.
1: Was this more than you bargained for yet?
0: I don't even know what I bargained for on this one. <laughs> there so was like no I, bargain. <laughs> I got no bargains here. Full price. I paid full price to be bored.
1: <laughs> oh and that's why you're just screaming into microphones <laughs> thank, you, thank you for listening everybody we will talk to you about a different fallout boy song next wednesday and until then bye
0: <laughs> bye
1: <laughs> do your part save the scene go to shows <laughs> Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible.
0: Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot?
1: Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.